ערב שעבס אביבאלי. ‫אלה שמועץ בני ישראל, ‫הבוי מצרימה. ‫הסייגוויש בייזר בולס, ‫שיר וזה עצר סד, ‫דלושן הבויים, ‫כדאי לקומינג למצרים. ‫נתת שבואו, ‫שבואו למצרים, ‫שבואו למצרים. ‫אנחנו תמיד אומרים, ‫שאנחנו לא נהיה להישאר. ‫אנחנו רק נהיה להישאר. And that's, we're coming. We're coming for what we need to be there for. We have to be a little longer, we'll stay a little longer. But we're not shot that we came and we stayed already. It was just a question when we are leaving. It's not when we're leaving, it's when we're going to be here. And we're not going to ever be here, so therefore we're not in Gullis, technically. I mean, we're always, or we're always wondering, or are we going to put it? Okay. Okay, the, it says also, A lot of Jews there. Now, no one knows Yosef. That's a little bit difficult. I mean, it must be annals of history. We have the, the history book of Mitzrayim. It's not that much later than, than when he died even. Even, let's say, it's... A hundred years after he died, this is a major, a major event that took place that every Balabas probably put down and this thing, you know, I was once a rich man and the only reason I'm in Evid now, the power is because there was once a hunger here and there was a guy, Yosef, that, uh, that saved us, but he sold us the thing and he took our land and he took us things, he made us into Avadim and I, I, I can tell you a whole bunch of things why they don't like Yosef. But that, but the mice is, that they, they all knew who Yosef was. And definitely, as far as the king should know, like, you know, who made me the king of Mitzrayim, meaning that I own Mitzrayim, is Yosef. So I should really know who he is. I mean, you know, that's the only reason you're king of Mitzrayim. You're not just uh, oh, first among equals, is because Yosef uh, uh, made Mitzrayim into Mitzrayim, and into Avodim. So Rashi says over here, I mean, Targum says, Omis, Vekom Malko Chadetal Mitzrayim Dlom Mekayim Zeros Yosef. They didn't, not only did he didn't know Yosef, but he didn't live up to the Gzeros of Yosef. What is the Gzeros of Yosef? The only one I know is that he became Avodim, and that they made him Lachemish, the Lord that from now on, you got to give 20% of your things to the mouth, to, to parry. So that, that's, that's what that the Xeris of Yosef was. And he didn't know that. means he didn't, wasn't making it. So this is what it means then, is uh, that basically he's coming to them and he feels the Yidin are a threat to him. They're taking over the country. In other words, uh, and they are free. They're not avodim. So... They're taking over the country, and it bothers him. He doesn't want them to take <coughs> kick him out. That they should, that he should become the melech. So what did he do? So he tells the Mitzrayim, you know, we got to do something about the, about the Jews. He says, why? We got nothing to lose. What difference does it make to us if he did the, 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 the Jews had a melech and you had a melech? We're the same avodim. So we have nothing to lose. He gave them back their land. Gave them free their bodies. Now you got something to lose, so you better do something about it. According to that pshat, then say that in the medrash is, uh, I think it's in the Yalkut that they tell you it's a medrash too, that he brings down that uh, they first deposed, uh, but Pali refused to do anything against the Jews. Whereas the people wanted the Jews to be uh, done something about them, and the Pali refused to do it because of uh, thankfulness to Yosef. And then when they deposed him, they uh, he then gave in. And that's what the Yalkut says. Geshe used to always quote, quote it, but it, it's a Yalkut. Um, according to the, to to my cheshbon, or even without my cheshbon. 
uh, how did they ever depose it? They were all avodim. It was all the avodim. Like avad avodim can make a revolution. There's no question about it. They can make a revolution. But if it's not organized and whatever it is there, it's not going to happen. You know, with half the people who you have for policemen or that, whatever it is, they're going to make put the other guys down. It's not going to make. He doesn't have to do much to make them remain avodim. So I, 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 it doesn't say that, you know, that they, they pose a dafka on this tonight. Usually if you're deposing a guy, you get rid of him already. And especially if you, if you want your land back and you want to be free again, so then you would kick Farah out regardless. Once you have that power to depose him, so why would you put him back in power? Even if he does something about the Jews, put somebody else in and he'll do something about the Jews. Why would I need, why would I want power to do it? That's a, uh, doesn't make sense, that the, 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 the madrish in that sense. Uh, that, that was once. I don't know what to tell you about it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so he's decided that we're going to do, we're going to make them uh, work. Now, um, and they build peace and Ramses. Now, peace and Ramses are one as a standard of luxury. I remember as a, as a child, uh, my mother would always say, "What do you think this is, peace and Ramses?" You know, like that—that's the epitome of what luxury is going to look like. Peace and Ramses, and then we know that piece of Ramses probably never got built because you know, when it got close to the end, it would cave in and so on. I don't know uh, how true this minig is, but I heard there's a certain sect that uh, when they get to the word of Morer, uh, they point to their wives on Pesach. I say that when they get to the word Morer, they point to their wives. Now, under such a thing, you would think they get their arms broken or something like that, or get hit in the head by something. So what's pshat that, uh, you know, it's still a many ground. I mean, like, it passed through the next door. The first door didn't end yet, I mean, only it passed down. So Mashimeya Weiss said a very good pshat, I think. He says, the difference of Avedis Perch was they made men do women's work and women do men's work. What does that mean? So he said, a, a, a man and a woman have two different attitudes towards, or, or whatever they want to tell that makes me a man and a woman, is how we think. A man wants to accomplish. So you ever have a picture of, uh, of what do you call it, a, a man's pad, a bachelor's pad, as they call it, right? He lives alone. Every ditch in the house is filthy and laying in the, in the, dish, in the, in the uh, sink, right? All over the place, there's nothing, no garbage is taken out, nothing is there. It's all filthy like that. What, what do you call it? Why, likes to live in filth? Nah, they're not going to take it out. Why, why, what's the point in my washing the dish? I'm going to dirty it in five minutes anyway. There's no point in, in washing it, right? Good logical. A woman does, that's all her whole work is that. She cleans the house, you dirty it again. She cooks, you eat it up. And she has to cook again. You, uh, what, what do you call it? So everything she does is repetitive. So she can do repetitive things. We built peace in the Ramses, and it kept falling in, so we never finished the job. It was never something that we can brag about. That, ah, look at peace in the Ramses, look what we did. There's nothing to, to brag about because peace in the Ramses don't exist. And uh, because of that, so that made us, broke our spirit, is the fact that we never felt a sense of accomplishment. Uh, on the other end, the woman, uh, from the normal works that they, they, they do, the repetitive you gave the other one. That's a little harder to understand why they should be against uh, accomplishing, but the, the, whatever it is. There. And, and they did it beperech. Now, the, the taina of a perech, I think, is a complete taina on the Egyptians themselves. It has nothing to do with Pali. I mean, Pai may have agreed to it because obviously, normally when you're talking about having avodim and you want things to do, so you're interested in the productivity of the avid. 
know, words, why are you punishing an Evid? Why are you be beating him up? He's not doing the job. He's not, he's not, he's not what he's supposed to be doing. So therefore, you beat him up. But if the Evid is doing whatever you're supposed to do, right, would you beat him up? No. So the question then is, so why did they make the perch? Why did they make it this way, like we say, whatever to do, men's work for women, women's work for men? Why don't you let the, you want productivity, so let the men do the men's work, the women do the women's work, and you'll get the productivity you want. We're not interested in the productivity. We're interested in, 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 in hurting the yid. Uh, in other words, when you're looking about the din that an adami and a mitzri have to wait, if they become a ger, they have to uh, have an essay to marry, in, internalize three daughters before they can marry into Klai Yisrael. Now, what is that reason for? Because they want to get rid of the midas that they have, the bad midas. The bad midas of, of, of Edom, we know. The bad midas of Edom is Achab you're a murderer. And therefore, to, to get rid of the sinion of that the first thing you do is pull out your knife, that we have to, you have to get diluted into the Dilea Teira until we finally can listen to the Dilea Teira. Uh, but, but otherwise, it doesn't make a sense. Uh, but what's the Mitzrayim? What did they do? You know, just because we were avodim to them, we should be angry at them. I'm sure we were avodim to many people over, over history's time. You know, where we make laws against them that they can't come into college. No. But I think because they were cruel. So exceptionally cool. Now, uh, like when you talk about a kid, uh, who's want to say he's a cool kid, he pulls the wings or flies, or something like that. He just wants to torture the thing. You know, you want to kill the bug, kill the bug, step on it. I don't want to kill the bug. I want to torture the bug. And that's what they did. Their kavana was, you're right, we're doing it for, for certain things, but we want to get even with the Jews for whatever reason, they want to get even with us. And one of the pshatim that you find also in the Medrash, that Tzvoy, that Salifa is the son, would attack Mitzrayim to get at the Jews. And the uh, Yosef would go out and defend it, and they would always win. And because of that, but the, meanwhile the Mitzrayim had to go to war every time because of the Jews, that itself accept them maybe. Okay, so there's a reason why they didn't like the Jews, but because they didn't like the Jews, what they did was, is they made sure the Jews suffered when they do it. Now, it wasn't enough that they got the work out of them, and, and they wanted the work, and they wanted it done, but they'd rather have the torture and the thing that at the expense of maybe they won't get the work, or maybe it'll be the excuse where they would get the work. And uh, this way I would understand later, when you have the Shaitre B'nai Yisrael, it's going to be talked about later at the end of the Seder. The Shaitre B'nai Yisrael were Jews that were appointed by the Egyptians as, as the guys in charge of the Jews. Now, in Emerson, the Nazis did the same thing. And we call those guys Kapos, Kapos, or whatever they were. Now, Kapo was not a good, was, was not a Maila. You wouldn't say the guy's a nice guy behind being a Kapo. He usually was a, was a lackey of, of, of the Nazis, and, 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 he would, and he would do their bidding until he himself got killed, killed by them. But Lemaise, he was, he was willing for his own selfishness to hurt Jidin to do so on. So if, that, if that's who they were, the Shaitra B'nai Yisrael, so I don't think it's a big deal that, that we should have them. Uh, and yet the, the Sanhedrin has to be from the Sheikh Rabbin Yisrael. <coughs> when Moshe Rabbeinu was told to make a Sanhedrin of 70 guys, he was told to pick the people that you knew were the Sheikh Rabbin Yisrael. Why would I pick them? They're couples. They're not good guys. It's not true. That's not what they were. What they were, they were the ones that took the beatings for the Jews. In other words, the ones that got punished, that got hit by the Mitzrayim, the most were the, were the, uh, the Shaitra. Now, how did they become a Shaitra? 
this is my theory. I don't know the Emerson how they did it, but they assume that there's a yid standing there and they, they could have picked on you, 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 and you. Okay, that's possible, but I don't think that's the way it happened. I think that they would uh, the the Mitzrayim would try to force the yidden to be able to beat them up. In other words, you, you got to build back a hundred bricks, you only made 99, boom, boom, okay. And, and so, now, the people, by, when you get feared of getting beaten up, doesn't make you work twice as fast. It sometimes freezes you that you can't work at all. And therefore, all of a sudden, you're not producing anything at all, and stuff like that. So the shaitim they saw was the yid that walked over to his friend and said, like, don't worry. I make more than I when I need. I'll, I'll cover it for you if you're short. Okay, so the guy now feels relieved. He goes back and he's able to produce whatever he can produce. Okay. Now, the Mitzri may have seen this, and he saw maybe before he was intending. He saw the guy's only making. He's going to make only 75 bricks. He's got his whip already. He's got it all shined up, and he's going to have a lot of fun today. You know, he's going to beat up this yid and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden, this shaita, the, I mean, this guy goes and gives him bricks to fill up his amount, and now we can't touch him? Okay, wise guy, if that's the way you, you're going to do this, you're responsible. Anything there's short, you're going to get it. And that's what he did. And we beat the shaita bin Yisrael, they got hit. So they were talking, guys who are my senefish for Klai Yisrael. Okay. Uh, which is Yechevet and Miriam, or Shifra and Pua. And they tell them that uh, I want you to kill the kids. Now, it's brought down one reason for this is that Papale was not yet ready to commit murder. And, uh, and by him, and this is our is like this, a guy who commits abortion is Chayv Misa, because he's a murderer. A Yid that commits abortion is not Chayv Misa, because the baby wasn't born yet, and he's only Eva and he's a Ritzicha, but not enough for Misa. Okay. So he's telling her, if I do it, I'm Chayv Misa, the Kodesh Baruch You do it, you're not Chayv Misa. Better you do it, and at that time, and, 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 and therefore you'll kill him before the kid is born. So it says abortion, it's not a murder. No, the baby's not born yet. What's the born, what's considered birth? The Gemara says, Pazif, when the forehead comes out, that's, that's when he's born. Until the forehead comes out, he's still inside, and, that, and that's not considered born yet, and it's still considered an abortion, it's not a baby yet. So you see some olive noim. How will you see if it's a boy or a girl? So it says the boy will come down, will come out face down, and a woman will, and a girl will come out face up. So they're coming down face down. So you will see the the hair of uh, the head of the boy. But how do you know it's a boy yet? You don't know it's the venu. Uh, uh, now you don't usually see that until you see the bottom part of you know, to know if it's a boy or a girl. Um, that much I can't answer you, but if they'll see that they will tell, but you're able to tell them because you'll see the head before the forehead, you'll see the hair before the forehead, and at that time you know it's a boy, oh, because he's coming down face down, I'm sorry, the baby's coming out face down, so he got in the simon, a boy was born face down, so the baby's coming out face down, so then you know it's a boy, so then, and, and before the, the forehead comes out, you kill it. So, so, so you'll doubt, that's why you'll do it, okay. I tried to verify this fact by many doctors, and none of them agreed to it. Uh, and then finally I got a, a list, I know you can ask the, whatever your, your, your uh, obstetricians on, on how it actually works. But they almost told in the end that they really turn every baby to face up. So therefore, there's no <coughs> differentiation between a boy and a girl. They all come out the same way. Okay, but that they should know if you had to turn them. You didn't have to turn them, I mean. Uh, I think, that, okay, maybe in that part you're too busy 
uh, to analyze it and then ask you to, to rethink it. It's hard to rethink which one I, I thought was a boy or a girl. They did. This much I do know from a from a from a at least one case that I know of, where the baby was born at home without medical attention. That means the baby shot out. And if that out, it was a boy, and he came out face down. That much, that much I can say. Past that, I don't know about others, but that much. And if I assume from that one, probably that's the way it is. So therefore, Rashi's right. Okay, so anyway, they were afraid of HaKadosh Baruch They didn't listen to, to Malach Parot. And they would try and say them. He called them Malach Mitzrayim to me elders, and he told me, "What do you do this for?" And he told them an excuse that the babies were born already when we got there. So therefore, you know, we can't commit murder. You didn't tell us to commit murder. If I kept them, we wouldn't listen to you to commit murder. Uh, we only told us to make abortions, and uh, it was too late for the abortions. So therefore, there's no point in doing it. Now again, Rashi uses a lotion which like different than actually the Pesach says, as, as far as I see it. He says, how did he, how did he make him good, all right? By giving them bottom, okay? He made for them houses. That is not what the Pusik says. Let's see the Pusik. Didn't give him he didn't do it God because God made him good. It's a different atobe, different things. So what is the atove of a year of home vayatsmoid? So I tell you this way: if you give anyone a choice who has a dream of what he wants to accomplish in this world, uh, let's say, hopes he wants to become a great roshishiv, and you tell him, I can guarantee you, you'll be the greatest roshishiv in the world, but you'll be hungry. You're eating only bread and water. Would you take it or not? And the guy will take it. Why? Because I'm more interested in accomplishing what I want to do. You find this even by Goyim by Mother Teresa, who was the point of living with lepers, if you wanted to uh, do uh, for them whatever it is there. And uh, when I went to school, she wasn't around. There was a doctor with an S, uh, Schweitzer, that, uh, that used to do the similar things. And whatever it is there, and what, what, a, what a great guy he is, and he lived among lepers and stuff, so that's a great guy. You put yourself in Sakona, and you're living yourself in the, with, with, with animals, like, you know, people who degraded themselves animals. And that you're seeing, that's what you're looking for. That's what I want to do. I want to I make, for their dignity, whatever you want to call it. So that's over here also. The Mialdos put themselves in Sakona. Right to to save Claudius soil. So what happened because of that? By the nation become very big. So they saw success in what they did. The rest the reward you can possibly get is success. And that's what they got. Now there's a second thing. They were Yoel Kim. They didn't do it for personal thing. They did because of Benjamin. By Yaslam bought it. They made them bought. So it's two different things. It's similar to what we had that we said it by, by Lovan, that it says of Ayihiki whatever it is there, the uh, the the jewelry on his on his on his, on his sister's things, he ran outside. Why did he run for the money? That's not what the Psukim said over there. Then he ran because he's a good guy. When he saw the Psukim, he saw what he was, he then by he cleaned out the house. He took his ladies all out because he knew it's a a simon of, uh, of Avomavino's people. Okay, now we see how the 
how progression works. And it takes a certain situation to make a person change. So originally, Pilate was not a murderer. But when it finally came down to the thing that it, the Mashiach Hashem has been burned to the bur uh, uh, born today, he said, kill everybody. All of a sudden, he's telling him to kill. Chayiv Misa. Yeah, it's a threat to my power, whatever it is, they kill, kill everybody. And that's what they did. Okay. Okay. Anyway, it came Vayelachish from Baslevi, Vayikach is Baslevi. So it's Amram who took Yocheved, and she had children. Now, why are you hiding who he is? Why don't you just tell us who it is? And in Emerson, if you look in Pasha's Vayera, where we finally tell us who, the, who these people are and their names, uh, over there, it's, it puts in so many extra psukim in order to be able to get to it, has to tell you starting from uh, uh, the children of, of, uh, of Ruben and Shimon, and then to Levi, and then we're going down the whole, whole, the whole the, uh, genealogy, genealogy of, of, of Levi until we get to Amram taking Yechavit. Why don't you just tell it to us right over here? We wouldn't have need that whole, whole parish over there. So this Roshiva said also that there's nothing to brag about until there's a, you see this, you've accomplished something. Moshe Rabbeinu, there's no question, was a good kid, supposedly the whole house lit up when he was born and everything else. They knew this kid's going to have kishroimus beyond, uh, beyond normal, okay? So L'chayri should go around breaking, you know, my kid's so smart. He can sleep through the whole shir and still know the shir. That's not a that's not a mila. That's just saying you're raising a lazy kid. So you're doing. You're not you're not you're not utilizing his keiches. That's not a mila. So therefore, the fact that he has greater you didn't raise him yet. You didn't do anything to him yet. So there's nothing for you to take credit for. Whatever he has is not what you gave him. You gave him to him. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, so anyway, she says she thought he was a good kid. She was born to six months, Moshe Rabbeinu. And, uh, and uh, just for point of information, I believe he was born in, in other Aleph. And he died in other Shani. Why do I say that? Because the Gemara says <coughs> about a tzaddik, <coughs> the banishes down a person, now it's that if he dies on his birthday, <coughs> then you know he fulfilled, he lived this every day that he deserved, he lived full for the years. So take it from the Gemara's Mashman, the Gemara in Kochim somewhere, I don't remember where it is. It says over there that a kid's by Mitzvah at 14. So Rashi says over there it means one day past 13, the 14th year. Why is he use the expression 14? Because when you, when America, we count your, uh, let's say, your 13 is, is when I finished my whole 12 years. I'm going to 13, so now up to 13, right? Now when you finish the whole year, now you become the next year. In that case, there will be shyness of how you gaze her on a person. They live 70 years. <coughs> I'm taking that as a number. That's the person who's lived 70 years. And now the question is to see if he's a tzaddik. How much of the 70 years did he live? 70 to the day 
or 70 less than a day, whatever it is, a week, a month, a year. If that's the case, then that means you're saying he lived to 71, almost. Right? Or you're meaning as soon as I pass 69 and a day, that means I ended my 70th year, I am now 70 years old. And when I, pay, when I die, that means you were not a tzaddik. You didn't live out the full 70 years that you could have lived out. I could have given you a, a full 70 years, and I only gave you half of 70 years. So therefore, you're not a tzaddik government. But I gave you 70 years, because that was the example I made originally on you, that you're going to live 70 years. So that, that, that was Mikuyim. So then, and the same thing, so then, so should Sulchari then say, Mechaydish Lechaydish, and then Miyayim Liyayim, right? Oh, yeah, I lived 11 months, you know, now from the, even up to the day. No, I lived to the day. And Mechaydish Lechaydish, if it's other Aleph and other Beis, technically I'm Yetzir a whole year if you die in other Aleph, because you live 12 months. But if I go to other Beis, you get that extra month. Right there, and say, so Miyayim Liyayim. And it's called that Moshe Rabbeinu over there. So therefore, we're talking about that he was born in the Ralph and he died in the base. But uh, I want a time. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, we don't really, of all the kids I know, when you talk about a six month baby, that Moshe Rabbeinu supposedly was, You're not talking about a preemie. You're talking about a full-sized baby, but it took only seven months. That's why it also came Chadoshim, and she would become Nikel at two months instead of at three months. You know, we don't know when she's pregnant because the baby develops faster. Not 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 it's a preemie. Preemies are nine-month babies. So, I don't know if anyone really knows of a seven-month baby. I'm cautious of only one case that I know because of certain things, the facts that I knew at the time. And it's only a chash because I never ask it, so I can't ask it, so I don't know. But I would assume that it was a, a six-month baby. But otherwise, it was... And yet, the older dinners of Chone are totally on this fact. It could be a six, a Tisha Lerishen or, or Shisha Lesheni. So, we, so, so it seemed to have been quite common in order to do it. In the Torah, we find at least three that had this. We had Zorach and, 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 and Peretz and uh, Moshe that, 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 that were born at six months. Uh, you know, so how many others were? I have no idea. But uh, those three we know for sure. And the thing that, so I can't answer this. It was why we can't be this halacha still exists and, and, and in full force. Anyway, she puts him in a box, she puts him out in the river, <coughs> and the baby is uh, just floating over there, and, and Miriam is hanging around to we'll see what happens to him, because she made a nevuah <coughs> that the Mashiach Hashem is going to be bombed from, uh, from Yechevet. And uh, he said to him, okay, go see what's going to happen with you. He says, you wanted to see what's going to be. How what's the mention to do all the nisim? How is going to happen, this thing? Uh, since it was in Avua, and she knows that she was in Avua, I'm sure she had no doubts that it's going to happen. The question is, how is it going to happen? Okay, that's a point that you want to see sometimes also. Okay, so Baspari went down to uh, to what do you call it? it comes to Matoshim, why she went down to Tzalaz, not Tzalaz, well, that, that's irrelevant to the story. And uh, she reached out her hand, or her, her almost, so if it's a hand, the Gemara says 60 almost her hand stretched. Okay, did she realize it was a nest? Maybe she did. I mean, uh, it's helpful when someone's in the middle of doing something they want to do, they don't even think how they possibly could have reached it. I mean, it's uh, like, I got it. There you go. And they saw it's, uh, a, ch- a, a, a little baby crying like a, like a child, like a, like a, a big child. 
and she has rachmonis on him. And I don't know what, what you'll say. What they're supposed to be now, boiche, as opposed to um, a child voice. Sometimes you, the whimpering of a child is more effective. Rachmonis and stuff like that. I can't answer you, but definitely the kid by crying like a now, that's that shows certain keiches that the kid has, and therefore maybe that's what drew her to the to Moshe Rabbeinu. And she says, even though this is three months after the gzeira of drying of, of killing the kids, but maybe they were already killing the Jewish kids all the time. So this kid is a Jewish kid. Otherwise, why would he be floating around the river? And so Now, I assume that by Yecheved, she was pretty much depressed. Amram Yecheved, they had to pay his, this baby is born to them. And all of a sudden, they have to put him out in the river, and they don't know what's going to happen to him, and, and, and whatever it is. That, okay. So the Benjamin wants to give chizuk to, to them and to all generations by making a specificness happen that what happens that, that he doesn't want to drink from any of the shikses that were there. And, uh, and, and, and Miriam says, let me get you a Jewish woman. That, that would do it, and she got the mother, got Yechevet to do it, and the Baruch Hashem, the baby, took, so she's getting paid for, for doing what she would normally have done for nothing, right? So, uh, so you show yourself, not only can I make it back to where it was, I can even show you that they can make you think even to Gresselzachen to happen, not just the, 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 the status quo, I can do You'll get money even for it. I said maybe in a, in a, in a joke, but it, 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 I think it, to a certain extent it, 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 it makes a lot of sense. Mothers have uh, this uh, have arguments for, for history for, for ages. Am I going to work or am I going to take care of my kid? So a lot of women say, I'm taking care of my kid because I'm the only one that has that love for my kid and I'm going to give over my love and I don't care if we don't have any food in the house, it's not irrelevant. Then the other one says, yo, if I was home, I got other things to do in the house. If I hire a babysitter, she's only going to be Isaac with the baby. So uh, I do a better job for the baby by, by hiring the babysitter, you know, which is better. We have a situation here where you only have one Moshe Rabbeinu is that his mother got paid for taking care of him. And therefore, when, his, when Amram would say, I need lunch uh, to she would say, I'm sorry, Amram, I'm working. I'm working on Basi Baspari. I can't stop. I can't do anything for you. I can't clean the house. I can't do anything because I have to take care of the baby the whole time. That means you're totally, totally involved with the baby the whole time and with the mother's love and the stuff like that. No, maybe that's how you get a Moshe Rabbeinu. I mean, that can okay. And, of course, we keep the name that Basi gives him. Okay. Now, it's also, I mean, she knows he's a Jewish kid. She knows Paro is, is killing Jews. So how are you taking them to the house? I would assume that she had that relationship, I guess the Lubeisha made that relationship between her and her father, that she knew that whatever she wants, the father's going to give her, even though there's a the thing. They may test the kid like they did. They put jewels in front of him. They put the hot coals in front of him, and he grabs for the jewels, and, and, and Gabriel knocks his hand into the coals, and that's how he burns his lips. It becomes a kvad peh. But Lamaise, he, he had his thing, but Paro was keeping his eye on seeing what he's going to do. If he's going to take the jewels, then I'm going to get a big thing, because he reached for Paro's crown. That was something that, that was a no-no. Ah, he's a little baby, he doesn't know anything. So we have to find out, is he a baby, or this is, this is the kid? And therefore, the thing goes. So, Baruch Hashem. Okay. Anyway, he's brought up in 
Paro's house. Now, one of the reasons he's brought out in Paro's house, which will affect the way they argue, he argues with Akadish Bokha later on, and so on, is a kashir. Why, when the when Moshe Rabbeinu did not come back when, from the, from from Harsinai, when they thought he should come back, they made an ego. Why didn't they just put Aaron in, uh, uh, and say, okay, Moshe, Moshe's not here, Aaron, you take over. Aaron had past experience being the leader of Yisrael. So, hey, so that's the natural thing you should have done. The problem with that is there are people that remember Aaron when he was a kid. Aaron, the kid that used to jump all over the, 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 the benches in the shul, that's the kid's going to be the leader of Yisrael. Ah, I can't listen to a kid like that. Moshe Rabbeinu was brought up in the palace. Nobody saw him jumping on the shul benches. He was jumping on the throne. But it had nothing to do on the thing they opened. So they didn't, that, that criticism of Moshe, I knew you when, didn't exist by Moshe Rabbeinu. And the thing did. And another thing we'll find later, uh, in this in Tupsukin, is that the fact is he ran away and his medicine became the king of, of, of Kush. Um, that was uh, 40 years, that means 40 years he was trained as a king himself. In other words, he complete obedience, um, talked, uh, you know, with authority at all times, never in the swing, because a melech, Israel is not allowed to, in, in public, it has to always speak. Uh, like angry, it doesn't mean he should be angry, I mean, but it means with direction, in other words, as if he expects to be obeyed upon whatever it is, because by doing that, the people have a fear of you, and there's so much that. Okay. So, so normally we learn he went out to see how the Jews are doing and whatever it is, and that's the, and the normal pshat. The Ibn Ezra God that says not like that. Ibn says, Alechov HaMitzchiyah. He went out to his brothers, the Mitzchiyah. Now what does that mean? You know, they're not my brothers. I mean, they, they, yes, they are. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean, obviously whatever it is, he was already Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, whatever it is. However, you could have been. I can't answer you how we got that. If we learned the way I said before, that Miriam, that Yechever hit him for two years or whatever it is, they told she gave him back to Pali, to Baspali. She trained him to be certain things and knew all about Yiddishkeit and who he was and what he was all about and everything else there. Had a different vision of how he's going to. Uh, he also had Rachmanis on the Yidden. But he has a big chance of becoming Pali. Now, if Pari is going to be chosen from among the children of, 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 uh, of the, the present Pali, and I being uh, uh, by, uh, raised by Bas Pali as his herd son, and stuff like that, so in other words, who's the father, Pali is the father, and therefore I'm smarter than all the other uh, the, the guys here, I'm going to be the next Pali. And when I become Pali, I'll feed him. So we don't need any nisim. Nothing's going to happen. That's what I'm going to do when the time comes. I'm going to be there to eat. So why did the Rabbeinu having his plans? It's got to be 200 years or 210 years or 400 years, whatever the thing is. We'll talk about that after. What was his plans? So the Rabbeinu showed him that he couldn't control himself. He showed him into a situation where Mitzri is hitting a yid. And you say, you're, you're going to hold back, you're not going to have pity on them, you're not going to think, you're going to wait for your moment till they're free, and everything that, I'll say, let's see what you can do. And he couldn't control himself, he killed the Mitzvah, and whatever. Okay, next day he sees the, the Jews, according to who this Mitzvah was, according to Mitzvah uh, and other things is, this is Shlemus and the guy, uh, who the guy she was beating up was Dosan, who was Shlemis Basdivri's husband. And he's the Ish Ben Ish Mitzri that came to Shlemis Basdivri, 
and the uh, and she he, he thought he pretended to be Dawson. Came was pitch dark. She didn't know who he was, and the thing is, she lived with him, and she became pregnant to the Ben Ishmitzi. But basically, uh, this is the guy. So he's out to kill Dawson, and Moshe Rabbeinu saved Dawson. You the next day he goes out and he sees Dawson Avirim are over there, and one of them is going to hit the other one. And he says to him, He calls him Rosha before he hit. Not talking about the wait for hitting. The fact that you have the impulse to hit and you can't control yourself and that impulse, that itself is 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 vicious. And that's what we we, we mourn from every one of us. We we shouldn't have that reaction that we want to kill the guy. Uh, but here's a guy who who saved you. Lachari should have been more polite to him and not like that. And he says to him. You're going to treat me like you're going to kill the Mitzri? Uh, now he knew, and all of a sudden he became frightened because he thought that we'd lost all the schusim we have, whatever it is there, the fact that they're going to become squealers to Pari. And obviously that's what happened. They squealed to Pari. Pari went out to kill him, and he couldn't kill him. He tried to kill him. The sword broke, whatever it is there. And meanwhile, he ran away. <coughs> And and he comes to Eretz Midian. I looked on the maps, it's a big kashi, where is Eretz Midian? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Eretz Midian is Saudi Arabia, or under Jordan, something like that there. Um, you have the kashi, it's how the Eden got there, you know, the new picture of of Yamsuf and stuff. There's not there's something that the a new, it's a new theory since the Ibrahim Accords. About uh, makes a lot of sense. Like this, you have that Pashas Al Sinai was in the Sinai Peninsula. So the, the problem was the way they crossed uh, Yamsuf. Of course, those little those little straits, the, stra uh, the straits of Suez or whatever it is, that's a little bit maybe a mile wide. About that thing, you're having crossing in, and of course, that mile wide or whatever it is, is about three, four million Jews, and Kol Chel Pari, a chase effort, and they're all in the water at the same time. How? When you have an eight mile backup on cars, I just heard about yesterday, there was an eight mile backup. How many cars are involved in an eight-mile backup? How many thousands of people? Not many. Comparatively, one sees a million people, at least. No, nothing. 20,000, 10,000, maybe. That's all. Each car takes, you don't, you know, no one's on top of the other guy's steps. And whatever it is, they work forever. It's not the thing to open there. So, there's room for, for everything else. Okay, the cash is a cash, and then they went, not my business, out of how it happened, right? Afterwards, they came up that the theory is they crossed several, about 100 miles further down the Egyptian coast, and they crossed where the Yamsuf is at least 100 miles wide. 100 miles wide makes sense now. Now, that's a big Kriya Yamsuf. It's not a little puddle. Now, you can't have coming along saying Yamsuf. The Sea of Reeds means a little puddle. We're talking about Yamsuf. We're talking about the thing there, the Red Sea. The truth is, what's Red Sea and Reed Sea? Reed used to be spelled R-E-D. Otherwise, why do you call the Red Sea? Black Sea looks black. The Green Sea looks green. But why would you have a a, a Red Sea? No red over there. Oh, it became black. Uh, that that was the Nile, not the not the what do you call it, right? It's not, not 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 the Red Sea. So. What would he call the Red Sea? But it's a Reed Sea. Okay, that's what it's, why it's called the Yasamsuf. I can't answer you unless there's a lot of reeds growing there. That's all I can say on the on the on the shores. But here's that has nothing to do with the size of the arm or whatever it is there. That would put also make a shy that since the Benishim took us out way down that means we didn't go through the Sinai to go through Gaza and that place in the soil because that's the Chelts Plishtim. We had to go around. So normally we'd learn, we went Mamish till Eretz Plishtim, and then circumvented around Eretz Plishtim, and came all the way around in the arms of that way, okay. 
This way, it's very simple how they landed up on the other side. They crossed the Yamstuf over there, so they're in Jordan or in, in Saudi Arabia. So now they're coming up there to get into Israel, so it's going to be automatically in that thing there. And that, that, that supposedly that's what they showed him when they were there. I don't know. I can't answer you. And he thinks that he says some Rebbe went to check it out. I can't tell you. Um, so the question is, how did he get to to over here? You know, the Yamsuf didn't split for him. That we don't find that the Yamsuf split for him. So Pash says he took a boat. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, where did he get a boat? Doesn't say anything about that, no Kasha. But we do know that he made a stop over. He didn't go from Mitzrayim to, uh, to Midian. That's, like I said, that you got to cross somehow, somewhere. Uh, you a very long, long trip, whatever it is. But Kush, which they translate as Ethiopia, is next to Egypt. So he ran from there, he ran to Kush. Kush becomes the Melech over there in Kush. And the whole stories with, with Bilaam and all, all the kind of stories <coughs> over there. And now he leaves after 40 years of being king there because he didn't want to have to marry the, the old king Zalmunna or whatever he was there. So he leaves and he takes this boat to wherever it is across over there because Midjan is stuck here. I mean, uh, Ethiopia is opposite. Uh, Saudi Arabia already. That, that, that you're far down the Dead Sea over there. And then you come out to near Midian, and it will make sense. So he landed up in Midian over there and took a ship. The only thing that bothers me is how he had his, later on, when he's going to take his ch wife to, uh, and his children to Mitzrayim, he's taking them on a donkey. Uh, he's saying, you'll say maybe he's looking to till the boat. He's taking with a donkey. But Mashmari came with the donkey into Mitzrayim, so I don't uh, exactly know how that works, but okay. Could be the same donkey went on the boat too, okay. Um, anyway, he comes to Midian, and uh, he's standing by the water, and the uh, nice uh, of Yisrael uh, come out, to uh, to the, the, the shepherds that they were gonna they will have to give the water the drink and the mice since he became about shuva or whatever you want to call it he was kafir by vedas over so all of a sudden everybody lost the power that he had in, the, in there and people still ignored him on the other hand you don't find that they they that they didn't let him take water at all. All they did was they made him take less. They didn't think, now, if they really wanted to get the guy, they would tell him, sorry, the guy doesn't believe in a way so doesn't drink anymore. Uh, and that they didn't do. So it could be that they didn't do that because simply the respect that Yisrael had when he was Koyimidjan, that he didn't lose completely. He's not, the, what do you call it? He think he went crazy, he think he had no ideas, whatever it is there. But it wasn't the point that the battle completely is uh, the possibilities of it. Anyway, uh, and they told him that in Schmitzli, and the question why he put on the Mitzri clothes and why wasn't he wearing uh, Kush clothing and stuff like that. And, 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 and he, I guess when he wanted to throw away uh, the, the power of Kush and whatever it is, he was Melech there, then he would throw away also the whole thing of it. Okay. Uh, so, so anyway, he tells them why didn't you call him in? Anyway, they, they called him, and then ultimately <coughs> he marries uh, Tzipoyre, and he has a kid, Gershon, Gergerisiel, Tzernachia. God in uh, here doesn't say that Eliezer's, uh, why Eliezer was called Eliezer, doesn't he say he named him Eliezer, this is when he tells the Maeser de Mila, is, is that he uh, called him Lekeyovi Be'ezli, Ratzileni Mechel Pali. So came before the Indian of uh, of Gigero Yisabel Sanchia. I was not yet a Gabriel Sanchia yet. So why you why am I thinking this? She will learn again that Pshat is the person doesn't feel he's a Gabriel Sanchia. There's no mile of being saved in Pari. He 
you have to feel we were both. If you think <coughs> that this is what it's supposed to be like, then you, then you haven't accomplished anything. Okay, and this is uh, what happens in the so the Venetian now comes down off the slime and he's going to, and the Venetian is finally going to send the Yeshua, and Moshe Rabbeinu is over then again. Right? Where did he go? Which is Har Sinai. Not to, not to, uh, not to Har Bayez. And even the Har Bayez is pretty far. But, but, uh, but, but over there, if you go to the Sinai, it's way far. So what was the, the thing there? So, but if you turn it to Saudi Arabia, Har Sinai, makes sense. And then he went over there. And he came along, Venshim comes to him in a snap. And here's a, you have a lot of times these things in life that you're gonna, the person is going to be faced with, with choices. But choices, on one hand, are small, but they have big, what do you go, Moshe Rabbeinu hit his face. And later on, when he says, the Benjamin said, when you wanted, I, uh, when, you, when I wanted, you didn't want, and when you want, I don't want. So that means, because right now you hit your face, when I wanted to show you my Deshkina, and you didn't want to see, you lost the chance even later to be able to see it. Right? Okay, so it's a big price to pay. On the other hand, for that sneers that Moshe Rabbeinu did, he didn't remember what the schar he got for that was Meredik schar he got for that. So he got the schar for doing the right thing. So on one hand, you lose a lot, you could have gained a lot. Uh, which is, does, does he know both points at the time? That I can't answer you. No, then he chose which reward he'd like better. It's felt abyssal in the end of Tzniyas then. Now, with Baitzit, this was a natural reaction, was that he didn't want to be Hamid al Hashem. He didn't want to st- look at the Shrina. Anyway, the Benishan tells him, I'm going to send you out to send my, uh, to save Kal Yisrael. Okay. He doesn't mention any words. The Chivi was not in the Bruce Ben Absorim. The Gagoshi was, and Gagoshi is not mentioned. Something over here. When we dive in the, in the morning, Vchoris Moyabris doesn't mention the Chivi over there, doesn't mention him, but doesn't mention the Foyim. And who else the Foyim? So over there you can learn davening the the the, the, pshat and the neil over there is pshat that I'm going to give you all the countries. I promised you six of them. Chivi is belongs to Esav, doesn't belong to you. The only reason we have Chivi later on as the Shiva Numas is because he left Eretz Canaan and he went and he went to Halseya. So he left over Shechem and those cities, which are the Chivi, and that cities he said, I'm not taking. So therefore that became, uh, to uh, what's his name? That became Bolin Yisrael right now. Didn't have to wait, Kini, Knizi, Katnoini, Glossed Loving became us now. But right at this point, we still have the Gilgoshi. The Gilgoshi left. So when did the Gilgoshi leave? The Gilgoshi left now, or the Gilgoshi left way before? I don't really know. No, it's somehow they maybe when when Yankif was uh, when Avon was burying it, so you have a Toshiva Nechi Mochem, so they knew that the Benson gave already the land to Avon Avinu, and it was Arachoi, what do you call it? So therefore, ultimately, it's going to come to to be not theirs anyway. So hey, so you might as well leave now, and whatever it is that could be, that's what the Cheshbon was, and they left way before. And the slave over there. So it could be, I don't know. But my friend, the Benjamin, the Gemara says, Benjamin gave them 
land in, uh, in, in Africa, uh, good land. Who they are and what they are, I don't know. Okay, we're going to stop here. Uh, we'll get to the other parts. Okay, the end of it, maybe next week we'll go. Well, not next week there won't be an issue. I'm being able to swell. I'm sorry. So the week after we'll talk about maybe some of these things too. We'll see.